Hi, I'm your host, Kimberly Thomas-Tigg, and you're listening to Signalize, a Dazzle for Rare podcast. Whether you're a patient, advocate, caregiver, or a clinician, Signalize is your source for good news, personal stories, events, and the things that Rare and Associated Communities care about. Follow Signalize and Dazzle for Rare at D-A-Z-Z-L-E, the number four, R-A-R-E, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we'll post episode links, updates, and more. On this Valentine's episode of Signalize a Dazzle for a Podcast, we've got news for Amazon Smile Charities, we've got a lot of awareness days in the diary, and we've got your love letters. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet in your app of choice, show that subscribe button some love so you don't miss the second part of Awareness Days in February coming on the 15th or in future episodes of Signalize. Let's jump in. Here's what's on in February. You don't have to mark your calendars for these. You can join the Dazzle for Our Public Calendar. Reach out for more info. February Awareness Days. This month is Marfan Syndrome Awareness Month. If you're not familiar with Marfan Syndrome, I've talked a little bit about it in episode 5. Out of a world of 7 to 8,000 rare conditions, there's one condition that has played a huge role in film and television for decades, and that condition is Marfan Syndrome. Marfan syndrome is characterized by its physical presentation, in which the person may be unusually tall and slender, has arms and fingers that are disproportionately long, they may have a protruding sternum, and dental differences such as an arched palate or crowded teeth. These are some of the visible manifestations. It is a genetic variation, and it leads to issues with the connective tissues. If you'd like to learn more about Marfan syndrome, GARD, G-A-R-D, has some information to get you started. We'll leave a link in the description. Thursday, the 2nd of February, is Polyrheumatica Myalgia Awareness Day. This condition is rare in people under the age of 50, as well as Palindromic Rheumatism or Rheumatoid Awareness Day. So both of those days are on February the 2nd. According to arthritis.org, palindromic rheumatism is a rare condition where symptoms like those of rheumatoid arthritis, joint inflammation, pain, and swelling, come on suddenly and then disappear just as quickly. Palindromic rheumatism, PR, is a rare type of inflammatory arthritis. Saturday the 4th of February is World Cancer Day. If you've experienced a rare cancer such as nut cancer or one of the rare GYN cancers or any cancer, please feel free to share awareness on this date. This date, the 4th of February, also used to be a date called Time to Talk in the U.S. There was an initiative to end the stigma around mental health. Though the program is not being actively organized each year by the folks who started it, I think you're probably fine continuing to use the hashtag time to talk, time to talk, and still address how important ending mental health stigma is. Many folks with rare and other conditions struggle with mental health as well as just other parts of being a human being. So in my opinion, it's always time to talk, and I hope that folks will keep this initiative alive, even if it isn't being actively organized or supported. Children's Mental Health Week in the UK is the 6th to the 11th of February. This event varies slightly per year, of course, as dates change on the calendar. You can join the conversation online by using the hashtag Children's Mental Health Week during the 6th to the 11th. 
Wednesday, the 8th of February, is Sark Chat for the Sarcoidosis Global Community. This happens on Twitter, and topics can range from sarcoidosis to other autoimmune and arthritis-related topics. Be sure to check out the hashtag for previous conversations. That's hashtag S-A-R-C-C-H-A-T. Annually, on the 9th of February, we have International SCN8A Awareness Day. That is difficult to say, if I may say so. SCN8A Awareness Day. Variations of SCN8A gene can cause the syndrome, which is associated with epilepsy and encephalopathy. We'll leave a link in the description so you can learn more about SCN8A. On the subject of epilepsies, International Epilepsy Day is the second Monday of February annually. So that one you can definitely mark your calendar for or check the Dazzle for our calendar. Many of us will be familiar with one or more types of epilepsies due to underlying genetic conditions. Epilepsy itself is not rare, but some epilepsies are closely related to or caused by gene variants. For more on epilepsies in general, check out Epilepsy Sparks Inside podcast with host Tori Robinson. She's great, she's fun, and her clinical interviews are a wonderful quick listen. We'll leave a link in the description. On the 11th of February, we have a non-secular holiday. It is World Day of the Sick, and it is a Catholic holiday started by Pope John Paul II to encourage Catholics to offer prayer to the sick and ailing. I personally like this one, even though I am not a Catholic. I plan to say a little prayer for folks in our collective undiagnosed, rare, chronically, invisibly ill, and disabled family around the world. You need not be religious to spend the day reflecting on empathy for others who are also in a similar space as you are. After all, we are rare family. Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy Week starts on the 13th of February and goes until the 18th. According to MuscularDystrophyUK.org, Duchenne muscular dystrophy is a serious condition that causes progressive muscle weakness. Owing to the lack of dystrophin protein, muscle fibers break down and are replaced by fibrous or fatty tissue causing the muscle to weaken gradually. Finally, on the 15th of February, we have International Angelman Syndrome Day. According to the Mayo Clinic's website, Angelman Syndrome is a genetic disorder. It's usually caused by a problem with the gene located on chromosome 15 called the ubiquitin protein ligase E3A, it's a mouthful, or UBE3A gene. Whew! That was a lot. I hope that I've shared some dates that you'll be putting into your diary or checking off on the Dazzle for a calendar, but not to worry if you miss them. They are in the Dazzle for a calendar, which is widely available. You can find it embedded on our website, dazzleforair.net, where you can click the calendar and open it in a new tab to subscribe. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn or by email, and I can send you the iCal address, which you can use in Apple, Android, or various other calendar apps, or you can also use it in uh, desktop or laptop apps. So it really truly is widely available. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me. Community news. This is some sad news, folks. Unfortunately, Amazon has announced that they will be discontinuing the Amazon Smile program. I went to the official Amazon website, smile.amazon.com, and as of the time of recording, they do not have any information on the website mentioning the discontinuation of the program. However, on the website about amazon.co.uk, the site reports that the Smile program will be phased out starting the 20th of February. The New York Times reported on January 19th, the move comes as 
Amazon is laying off 18,000 workers. But a company spokesperson said that the decision to end the Amazon Smile program was not a cost-cutting measure. Charities that are signed up for the Amazon Smile service receive about a 0.5% donation on qualifying purchases. The last time I had looked into the program, this didn't apply to all purchases made through smile.amazon.com or .co.uk. I'm not sure if that changed somewhere during the, the course of the program. Most of you folks probably know more about how it's run the last few years than I do, but it's not a huge percentage, but certainly it's made a huge difference to many charities. So what does this mean for charities where the program has been operating for probably about the last decade? I don't know. Uh, If your charity is affected by this closure, as I'm sure many will be, let us know so that we can share the information with others. You can email me at Kimberly at D-A-Z-Z-L-E, the number four, rare, R-A-R-E dot net. Rare Disease Day. Many of you will know that the 28th of this month, February, is International Rare Disease Day. If you have something special happening for Rare Disease Day this year, please let us know so that we can include it in the next episode of Signalize, which comes out on the 15th of February. Love Letters. Now to the part you've been waiting for. First, we have a two-part love letter from Men's Rare Disease Mental Health Community and an expression of love and appreciation for a special someone from our friend, David Ross. If you don't know David, he runs a monthly rare disease men's mental health Zoom call where men with rare conditions or male family members or carers can speak in a safe space about mental health struggles that they or a loved one are coping with. Hi, this is David Ross. To be honest, I have two. The next one is to Chelsea, fellow rare disease connection. We share the same rare disease. This goes out to the most inspirational, kind, exciting, fun, caring person I've ever met. I couldn't love her enough. Yeah, it's been hard with us being in different countries and I'm really excited about going to New Mexico to spend some quality time with her. Um, I appreciate everything she does, and um, although sometimes I feel I couldn't appreciate enough, she's my everything, and um, I don't know, it's the best feeling I've ever had, and and despite the struggles, challenges with having a rare disease, for, for myself and for her, obviously in different ways, one beautiful thing that has come out of it, I definitely would say is our relationship. And yeah, much love to her with this letter. Being connected to um, people on social media, online, has been overall really positive and experience. So my love letter goes out to all the men who took part in my film, to all the men who come to the meetings, to all the men who, who make time for the purpose of the group and understand the group, and to all the females out there that support it as well. My love goes to them, how amazing they all are for speaking about what they're going through, whether that be at the meetings or films, what they do in their own um, lives, um, or in their day-to-day and with their advocacy on their own. I really appreciate being connected to them. I, I try not to take that for granted. So I have a lot of love for all those guys who kind of inspire me to um, be the best advocate I can be. So much love to all the men. Uh, 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 
The next letter in our mailbox is from Melissa Adams Manhattan, the head of Gastroparesis Fighting for Change. She has been a longtime supporter of Dazzle Frere and someone I often feel inspired by. Her passion and commitment to the GP community is unshakable. While GP itself is not rare, it is rarely diagnosed in a timely manner. In addition, folks with other rare conditions or common conditions can also experience GP in their lifetime. Because this condition is experienced by folks in various other communities, I am always keen to include our associated extended family in Dazzle Frere. But that's enough for me. Let's hear what Melissa has to say. My Valentine's wish goes out to the administrators and members of my online support groups, the people whose thoughtfulness, comfort, kindness, and support get me through the long, dark days spent with gastroparesis. You are ordinary people forced to be warriors. You are ill and struggling to deal with your own sickness and pain and yet you pour endless time, effort, and care into our community so that you might inform and encourage others living with this cruel illness. Your advice, insight, kind words, and prayers serve as a source of encouragement to those who are lost and in need. You are the very definition of support. Your dedication means the difference between hope and despair for so many. And I wish you a beautiful Valentine's Day. Thanks, Melissa, for your beautiful message and continued support for our varied family of communities. Next, we have a letter from Heidi Edwards. According to rarediseases.org, adult onset leukoencephalopathy with axonal spheroids and pigmented glia, or ALSP, is a rare progressive neurological disease that causes brain tissue known as white matter to waste away, leukodystrophy, and this causes the formation of lesions in certain areas of the brain. Let's let Heidi do the talking now. This is Heidi Edwards, president and founder of Sisters Hope Foundation. Foundations start with a person, a cause, a purpose. That idea, that dream, that passion causes a ripple that spreads with the hope that waves will be made. I created Sisters Hope Foundation with a passion to save my family and others like mine from a devastating disease. I reached out to others to help make this dream a reality. I created a community, and a community pulls together in times of need and in times of joy. A community celebrates, shares tears, rallies around each other. You are our ALSP community. You celebrate with us. You cry with us. You make us stronger and help us to become better. You are helping us build a better foundation for those who need us the most. And I am grateful for the ALSP community. If you want to learn more about ALSP, visit sistersofhopefoundation.org, which we'll share in the show notes. I now have a short but sweet message to share with you from a longtime friend and uh, my previous nonprofit boss, uh, Susan Foley from the Hashimoto's Encephalopathy Esrit Alliance and Cero Negative Encephalopathy Alliance. They've, they've changed their name, so I, I'm probably getting it wrong. They are a US-based nonprofit looking after folks with steroid-responsive encephalopathy associated with thyroid antibodies, a form of autoimmune encephalopathy, of which the last time I looked there were about 15 to 17 known antibodies causing autoimmune encephalopathies. Susie is a sweetheart and she is never short on time when it comes to talking about HE or AE, our communities in 
on raising awareness for the autoimmune encephalopathies. My heart and Valentine wish is for all who suffer from a form of a chronic disease. Also, this goes out to their caregivers and families that suffer right along with the patients. Blessings to you all. Next, we have a lovely message from Friend of the Dazzle and an absolute rare superstar, Lee Reavy. You may be familiar with Lee from my chat with him in episode four, where we talked about NCBRS and his journey with his son, Callum. My Valentine's message goes out to all our trustees, volunteers, donors, supporters, partner organizations who support us, the professionals who work with people diagnosed with NCBRS, and most importantly, to the people diagnosed with NCBRS and their families. Without you all supporting the NCBRS Worldwide Foundation, we would not be able to provide the support that we do to our global NCBRS family. We know that living with or caring for someone with Nicolaides Barretsta syndrome can be a daunting process, but please know we are here to support you. You can reach out to us via our website or social media channels. To our entire NCBRS community and wider rare disease community, thank you, and we wish you a lovely Valentine's Day. Next, I have two written messages from folks in our community. The next one is from Sue Routledge. Uh, Sue is part of the Pitt-Hopkins syndrome. One interesting thing tying the Pitt-Hopkins syndrome community with the NCBRS community is that both communities have in common something we've talked about before in another episode of Signalize, which is facial morphology. Both conditions can be diagnosed in part because of very particular or strong facial features. They both have personality traits, which make these communities both unique and incredibly special. Sue wanted me to share with you. A few months ago, I asked the parents to send words that described their child with Pitt-Hopkins syndrome, and these are some of the words they sent. This is our Valentine's message to them. You are happy, cheeky, loving, determined, cuddly, giggly, sassy, feisty, affectionate, sociable, smiley, funny, laid back, gorgeous, comical, tactile, and mischievous. You are wonderful children that give a lot of love and we are all better people for knowing you. That's from Sue Routledge. Hello listeners, this is Sondra Butterworth from Rarequal your friendly community health psychologist. I wanted to give you a big thank you uh, to those of you from the diverse and rare disease communities. Um, This is my love letter to you uh, for all your support and inspiration over the years. I've seen such a change in the way that communities have become more skilled, more educated and knowledgeable about our health conditions and we're becoming more vocal and more empowered as a result and most importantly we've become more joined up and more together so let's keep doing it and let's make change happen. This next letter comes to us from Lori Verton, president and founding member of ACMCRN for the Arachnoid-itis community. Lovely Lori is located in Canada. No alliteration planned there, folks. Lori says, This love letter is to our amazing Arachnoid-itis community, especially those who volunteer in any capacity, formal or informal, to help their peers. Thank you to those who reach out in support groups to mentor new arrivals, give them hope, 
and a loving community. If you have answered a post in one of our social media groups, if you have shared educational resources to your families and healthcare providers, if you've purchased merchandise in support of our ACM CRN programs, you have moved our community one step closer to our goal of finding the cause, the best treatment, and options for creating a better life for all of those touched with arachnoiditis. We send loving wishes this Valentine's Day to all of our peers, patients, caregivers, loving families, motivated researchers, and healthcare providers. Our hearts are on a journey of hope and faith for a better future for Iraq warriors and our rare disease peeps all across the globe. Thanks, Lori. Our final message comes from Friend of the Dazzle, Alan Thomas of Ataxia and me. No relation. We do have the same surname. Uh, my maiden name is Thomas as well, but we are not related. <laughs> However, I wouldn't mind. Alan is a lovely guy. Alan has shared with me that ataxia is a Greek word meaning lack of order. So folks in their everyday lives, quite often all day, deal with issues that cause a lack of coordination, a lack of balance, and difficulty with speech. And as I'm sure we can all imagine, that would be incredibly difficult. So from our friend Alan, he wanted me to share this message with you. Valentine's Day is February 14th, and it is also the day when the Welsh Assembly, the Senate, hold their Rare Disease Day Parliamentary reception. So on the 14th, we can really love our rare disease. In some ways, we can love our rare diseases as it brings people together with one another with the same or similar health conditions like an extended family. I can't help but agree with uh, my friend Alan there that at the end of the day, we are one large extended family. Uh, As human beings, as folks with rare conditions, um, as folks in associated groups like our friends in the gastroparesis community, where gastroparesis is not a rare condition, but it's rarely diagnosed in a timely manner and it affects people in such a profound way. It also is something that is a fairly common comorbidity to Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is the condition, one of the conditions I have. That's my primary genetic condition. I definitely have a lot of issues with not only my connective tissues, but my digestive system. Um, I haven't been diagnosed with GP, but I definitely empathize so much with what they go through. And listening to everybody's messages uh, that have come in over the last few days, it's really been a, a beautiful experience for me personally. Especially when I first heard Melissa's message, I, I admit I, I felt a profound sense of appreciation and gratitude for her community, for her work, and for the other folks in our communities and the work that I don't think they grew, you know, woke up one day and thought, you know, I'm going to work in rare disease. I'm going to advocate 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and dedicate every bit of my energy to making other people's lives better. I think a lot of us as kids wanted to make an impact on the world, but we didn't think this is the impact we were going to make. So I guess my love letter is my gratitude and appreciation for everybody who shared their love and for everybody who, even if you couldn't participate, everybody who wanted to participate or everybody who is going through their own personal struggles with their own conditions right now, and to all the folks who continue to support the work not only that I do, but the work that folks like Melissa and Alan and Sue and Lee and Heidi and everyone else are doing. I can't (laughs) get a little emotional. I can't personally be 
more grateful because without these folks, where would our communities be? And that's a lot of pressure to carry on a daily basis. So my love letter is to you guys and also to our extended rare disease family. Thank you for continuing to stick it out with all of us day in and day out. It's not the easiest journey. It's not the journey that we necessarily chose, but it's the one we're on. And I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to this heartfelt episode of Signalize a Dazzle for a podcast. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Signalize, a Dazzle Ferrer podcast. To stay up to date on the podcast and Dazzle Ferrer, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-A-Z-Z-L-E, the number four, rare, R-A-R-E. And finally, if you liked this episode, share it with a friend and tag us on social media platforms.